Welcome to another podcast episode. I am meteorologist Daniel Johnson, and today I am alongside meteorologist Sloan Haynes. And today is Wednesday, September 15th, and uh, this past weekend uh, there was an anniversary of high importance, and of course it's the 9-11 anniversary of the one of the largest terrorist attacks ever on our country, and we're going to do our podcast on that in memory of those that lost their lives that day. We're going to tell some stories um, that Sloan and I uh, went through or things that we remember about that day. And of course, we're going to make it weather related as well. We're going to talk about the weather that day. And I think a lot of us remember how nice it was. But believe it or not, there was some bad weather pretty close uh, nearby. And if things had changed just a little bit, maybe those terrorist attacks wouldn't have happened or they could have been delayed or something. So we're going to dive into um, some interesting stats about that. But the first thing is we just had the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Um, can't believe it's been 20 years. Uh, pretty incredible how quickly time flies. And, you know, the biggest thing I remember from that day, of course, is the nice weather, but of also being shocked and like, I can't believe what's happening and how united the country was. Mm -hmm. And I hope someday we can get back there, you know, as a country. Um, Hopefully we don't have another attack like that that unites us. I just hope we can, you know, unite as Americans, unite as human beings mm -hmm. um, and just stop all the violence and the hate. You know, there's so much mm -hmm. out there. I saw the day after somebody posted to live every day like September 12th of how united everybody was at, you know, at the recovery efforts, um, being in touch with one another, being in touch with one each other, connecting with one another again, because I feel like, you know, now with like the digital age of things, yeah. People get lost in it, and mm -hmm. I think, you know, uniting and having these connections yep. help us move forward, and that's what we saw after that um, day. Right. So many people came together, and you're right. Social media has helped us a lot, mm -hmm. but it's also kind of been a curse. People get all their information from so many different sources, mm -hmm. and they pick and choose, you know, what to believe. And it's harder to unite when there's so much information out there. And you just have to do your own fact checks and know what source to believe. And a lot of people are misled. Anyway, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of stuff like that. I just wish we were all united, everyone, okay? Let's just stop worrying about what our politics are. We all disagree and agree on various topics. We were all raised in different ways. And let's try to get back and remember who we are as you know, people and as Americans. So 9-11, 20 years ago, biggest attack. I would say, you know, on American soil in comparison to Pearl Harbor, which was a huge attack as well and started a world war. Um, and this one also started a war. Um, let's talk about the weather mm -hmm. because, man, it was gorgeous. Yeah, that's something I remember is that it was just beautiful outside. You could see the blue in the sky. Um, even looking back on all of the specials that were held this weekend on air, you know, that's the common thing everybody remembered was how beautiful of a day it was because the day before for parts of the Northeast wasn't that great. Um, there was a cold front that moved through the area on September 10th into the late night hours. 
and it did bring a few thunderstorms to the New York City area. I saw somewhere online that it said that the World Trade Center was uh, struck by lightning it was about six times by these storms moving through the area, at least six times rather. So the day before, not the best weather, and that's what we saw from the northeast all the way down to the mid-Atlantic was this cold front moving through, and then the next day from the plains to the east coast of the country blue skies, nice weather after this front passed. So the front was one of those, was one of two main weather features out there within proximity to uh, New York City because something else, I think it was about 500 miles off the coast when um, on 9-11 was Hurricane Aaron, which was the longest lived hurricane in the 2001 Atlantic hurricane season. Yeah, Aaron uh, was a tropical wave on September 1st, and that's when we really started tracking it. And it moved west-northwest through the Atlantic and really gained strength. And um, it was powerful at one point. Mm -hmm. You know, it was an impressive hurricane, a really nice eye, uh, nice eye wall as well. And it passed 105 miles just northeast of Bermuda. So that's about as far east as it went, but as it went around Bermuda, it eventually hooked to the east and northeast and then away from the U.S., and that's because of that trough, mm -hmm. that cold front, um, pushing through the area. And pretty incredible to look at how nice the weather was in New York when it was so bad the day mm -hmm. before, and to also know that there's a hurricane just mm -hmm. a few hundred miles off the coast is um, pretty incredible to think of, too, yeah. because hurricanes... A lot, I don't know if you've heard the saying, I'm sure you have, but some people say hey, some of the nicest weather happens right before or right after a hurricane like passes. Mm -hmm. um, or if a hurricane is so close, you can still have really nice weather. So hurricanes really, depending on its size, really impact kind of a relatively small location, but not really, yeah. if that makes sense to anyone. Um, the point is, it's pretty cool that you can have a hurricane just off mm -hmm. the coast and your weather's beautiful. Yeah, um, and to think yeah. about it too is that to relate this to a previous t uh, podcast topic we covered is that September 10th is the peak of um, the Atlantic hurricane season. So we see the most active tropical weather and um, that explains why we had a hurricane in September that, I mean, it did stay out at sea. That cold front was the guiding feature that kept it out at sea, but generally, around that time of the year, we see more active tropics. And this year, that's what we've seen over the past week. We've seen um, the tropics get a little bit more active, a few disturbances out there that the National Hurricane Center is keeping their eyes on. So around this time, you know, other areas to watch from the National Hurricane Center, but Hurricane Aaron was moving north, passing New York City in this cold front, was which was uh, guiding it, keeping it pretty much out at sea and then allowing those clear skies, that nice weather that Daniel was just talking about. Yeah, that's a good point that you made about September 10th being the peak of the hurricane season. And statistically, that's when we see uh, some of the most active um, tropical conditions out there in the Atlantic Basin. And when you look back at the anniversaries of September 11th in 10-year increments, so we had Hurricane Aaron out there on the day of the attack, September 11th, 2001. Then 10 years later, in 2011, we had Hurricane Katia, almost in the same location. And then this year, just the other day, we had Hurricane Larry 
out there on the 20th anniversary. So it goes to show September 10th is very active. September 11th, 12th, all within that time mm -hmm. frame. And pretty common to have a hurricane in that similar yep. location. And ocean temperatures around this time of year for the Atlantic are very warm. That's, um, we see, I mean, as this past week, that is evident that we've seen more systems forming or becoming a little bit more organized closer yeah. to Africa out in the Atlantic Ocean and then seeing them maintain their strength right. as they continue to move in a northerly direction. That's just because of how warm mm -hmm. these ocean temperatures are. So that's why Hurricane Aaron was so impressive. It had a well-defined eyeball. It had the energy it needed to continue its strength. But something I mentioned to you before we started recording the podcast was from a meteorologist's perspective is that when you look at satellite imagery, when 9-11 occurs, um, and you see the northeast of the United States, you see Hurricane Aaron out at sea, but in New York City, you see a plume of smoke. You see where the uh, Twin Towers were. And yeah. that shows you how even our weather instruments are able to pick up something mm -hmm. to this magnitude of how right. great of an impact this had, not just at the surface level, but up into the atmosphere too. Yeah, the fact that a satellite orbiting Earth can see smoke from the attack from the World Trade Centers um, is amazing, uh, just looking at it in a science perspective. And we use those tools to forecast. Um, and we have forecasters that forecast smoke mm -hmm. from attacks, from wildfires. Um, and it's all important to our atmosphere and important, you know, for weather uh, conditions across the area because that smoke traveled, you know, a good distance after the attacks and you know, we're not forgetting D.C., of course, mm -hmm. you know, the big tack on the Pentagon as well. And then in, in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, where Flight 93 went down. I mean, we had close to 3,000 people die on September 11th, 2001. So it was a tragedy and something I'll never forget. And we're going to get into some stories mm -hmm. um, about that day and what we went through on that day coming up. Um, but, yeah, we had Hurricane Aaron off the coast. And there's typically one of two things that can happen, not just two things, but two main things. Either a hurricane can kind of stay out in the water, hook away from the U.S. Mm -hmm. like it did with Katya, Aaron, and Larry, all within, you know, 10 years of each other around September 11th. They all curved away. And that's because in September and October, yes, that's the peak of hurricane season, but that's also when we start to get these stronger cold fronts. Mm -hmm. And they can help us. They can save us um, from being hit by hurricanes. The other option or potential is we have more of a, a ridge in the Atlantic or a Bermuda high that curves these systems into the U.S. Mm -hmm. and we don't have those cold fronts that are pushing through. And so it's either a U.S. landfall or it's heading out to sea. Those are the two main things that we look for in these storms. Um, and the ones we mentioned all curved out to sea. Mm -hmm. But what would have happened you know, if Aaron actually hit, what if we didn't have that cold front? Or what if the cold front was delayed by a day or two? And Would there's a lot of forecasters who asked that question on the 20th anniversary. Saw all over weather Twitter, as we call it, saying, what yeah. if this happened this way? Would it have been delayed? If there were severe storms rolling through New York City area or, you know, where these planes took off at, would that have canceled these flights? what would have happened that day. So I think with the weather and how we think about it, it's a very big what if question. How yeah. could have weather, how could the weather have prevented this, um, helped us in some way, 
and to, could it have? And could it have? Yeah. Um, and after tragedies, there's always, you know, what mm -hmm. ifs. And we're always, you know, questioning and thinking, could this have changed history? Or would they have just rescheduled it? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, switched their plans? But anyway, it, it happened. Mm -hmm. um, but it is interesting to look and see what could have happened if, you know, things were different. Because that hurricane was just mm -hmm. off the coast. It wasn't far away. And when we prepare for weather events from an emergency management perspective, we sort of know how to prepare for it. We know, you know, to stock up on non-perishable foods, to stock up on water. But, um, you know, after a hurricane hits, what we saw over the past couple weeks of Louisiana, we've seen shelters pop up yeah. for these people. But what's different um, when it comes to a man-made um, disaster, a terrorist attack, is that they were unexpected. So the recovery is a little bit different. And that is why, you know, when it comes to 9-11, people really came together more than they normally would because it was not expected and nobody knew exactly what was happening at first. Right. With whether you know what's happening at first, you, we, we can track a hurricane. With this, it was unexpected. So I think that's something also to remember when it comes to the recovery processes is that it was a different type of disaster mm -hmm. compared to what people are used to preparing for. It definitely was, and it was, it was a scary day. And mm -hmm. I remember it like it was yesterday. I have a lot of memories with it. I was in ninth grade. How old were you, Sloan? I was three when it Three happened, years old. But it is one of my first memories, I will say. Wow. Do you want to share anything yeah. about that day? So um, I remember it was my first day of preschool, and my mom was watching the TV as she was helping me get ready for the day, and I just remember her gasping, and we saw the first plane fly into the buildings. And then when we were getting ready to leave to go, the second plane flew into the buildings, and that's when my mom realized that it wasn't... Um, wasn't an accident anymore. I was dropped off at preschool for the day. I lived in New Jersey at the time, and New Jersey shut down pretty quickly after. Yeah. They realized what was happening because of our proximity to New York. And I was picked up about an hour later from school. I remember it was such a hassle for my dad to get home from work that day. Um, bridges were closed into New Jersey, um, again, due to the proximity to New York City. And I think something else is that even though I was young, I think for my generation, this is one of the defining um, moments in our lives is that 9-11 was something that we had a friend or extended family who was impacted by this event. So um, just to see the magnitude that's held on them and to study it at school and like, and we were alive for this yeah. and actually learning more about it on um, what happened politically after it happened, how the war in the Middle East started and stuff like that. I think that was a really defining factor for us because the war in the Middle East happened for a good portion of my life. Right. And while my brother, he was only, he had just turned one when 9-11 happened. So this isn't something he remembers at all. But for him to talk about defining factors um, for his generation, he's Gen Z, would be the 2008 recession. So that's something that yeah. he'll remember right. is um, how that impacted mm -hmm. um, friends and family. But for me, it is 9-11, that's one of my formative experience is something that I'll always remember. Yeah, and so many generations have a big event, mm -hmm. something they really remember. And my parents, they talk about the Kennedy assassination. And um, my grandparents talk about the world wars. And, you know, um, so hopefully we don't get anything worse than 9-11. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have our problems today. Um, 
and I won't get into that. But, you know, hopefully there isn't something bad again that our kids or future generations will remember. But looking at history, there mm -hmm. probably will be something, but we're going to do our best and hopefully pre prevent things like that. But yeah, for me, I was in ninth grade and I was in my, it's so weird that I remember exact details. So ninth grade, third period, world history class. And I remember having a normal class. Everything was normal until the principal came on and the teacher knew what happened already because the teachers apparently got emails, which I found out later. They got emails first um, telling them what happened. So we found out over the intercom, the principal came on and I remember exactly what he said. He said, you know, attention, um, we're getting word from New York that there has been a crash. Two airplanes have crashed into a building and then one other plane has crashed near the Pentagon. And I was like, what? First thing that went through my head was a military accident. Like our, mm. I considered them military planes for some reason. That's the way I took the announcement. And I thought the planes had like crashed into each other or they accidentally had some sort of accident. So um, as the day went on, we were all asking our teachers what's going on, what's going on. Then they turned the TVs on. And that's when we were able to witness what was happening. And I was living in Northern Virginia and the Pentagon is in Northern Virginia. Mm -hmm. So I was very close and my dad was working in Springfield, Virginia, which was so close to Arlington, which is where the Pentagon is. And I remember asking one of my teachers, do you think my dad was affected by it? Cause he's, Springfield's pretty close. Do you think he's okay? And I remember my teacher saying, hey, if you wanna go to the office and call him to see. Um, and I later found out he was fine, but he did feel the shake. He was so mm. close that he felt the explosion. Their whole building shook. Um, and I have a friend who was a teacher in Fairfax County that saw smoke going past her classroom door, uh, or classroom window, because she was so close to the Pentagon. So I have a lot of friends that were impacted. And I remember one of my classmates lost her dad because he worked in the Pentagon. And he died and, you know, he lost his life that day. And so it's personal, I think, for both of us because, you know, you were from the New Jersey area close to New York. I was from the D.C. area. Both those areas were attacked. And I do remember schools went home, I think, at normal time. But a lot of parents were grabbing their kids and taking them home. And when I got home, the first thing I did was turn on the news and I just watched coverage all day. Mm -hmm. My parents eventually got home from work and watched it with me. And I believe the next day all schools were closed in the whole country, I, be yes. I believe. So it was a day of remembrance. And another one big mem memory I have is a couple days later, I went out to play Frisbee with some friends. And we all like said to each other, look up. It's crazy because we lived in an area, a populated area where planes fly over mm -hmm. all the time. There were no planes. Like, I don't think planes were allowed in the air for days after. I think they were grounded for a few days. Yeah. And I just remember not seeing one plane for days. And it was pretty incredible to me. And yeah, I was in ninth grade, I was 14, but I had no idea what the World Trade Center was. And mm -hmm. I didn't know what those buildings were and that they had been attacked in the past. Yeah. That they've been bombed in the past, um, but never this way. No. And the fact that those buildings collapsed, I mean, mm -hmm. that, was, uh, that was crazy to watch. And so. 20 years later, we can see how this event 
impacted the country. It's impacted air travel. It's impacted TSA. Yeah. It's impacted fly zones. Um, New York City, for the most part, I believe, is a no-fly zone now. Yeah. And um, that's just something to see is how this one event, you know, shaped the country um, for two decades now, um, changed the way that things used to be done. Um, impacted us politically too right. and um, internationally how yeah. we deal with foreign nations and just to see how you know all these changes came about because of one day that happened 20 years ago yeah and i'm just going to talk about this really quickly i'm not jumping in to politics it's just a poll that i saw the other day and it said that most americans fear americans more than a foreign adversary that was different in 2001, obviously. You know, we were always, we've always been a country that's been in wars and we fought other countries. Yes, we fought ourselves too, you know, the Civil War. So we have that history too, as do most countries. But to see it go from fearing, you know, foreigners, countries that hate America, that have attacked us in the past, and then we've had ISIS-inspired attacks mm -hmm. from our own American citizens. And we've had so many, you know, shootings and other issues that go on in the country, a lot of hate uh, for certain, you know, groups in this country. It's just, it's scary to see us turning on each other, and I hope that can stop. Um, not that I want us to fear any person or any country, mm -hmm. it's just the fact that most Americans are fearing fellow Americans these days. It just goes to show how divided we are. Mm -hmm. And I really hope we can get united again as a whole, as a, you know, mm -hmm. as a people not just Americans, but I don't know. For me, it's just, yeah. it's easy. It's, it's easy not to hate, mm -hmm. but so many people, it's easy for them to hate, and I don't get it. So just hopefully things mm -hmm. can change and we can look back at history and learn from it. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So. No, I understand that. Mm -hmm. Treat each other with kindness. Right. That's, you know, every day we should live by. Right, and stop sending me emails saying that I, bring you bad weather all the time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Um, but one last thing I wanted to say, I just pulled mm -hmm. up the track of the airplane that crashed into the Pentagon. Mm -hmm. And this was one thing I do remember too, that the plane took off from Dulles in Virginia, went through West Virginia, did a U-turn of course, went through Northern Virginia and went through part of my county. It flew over my county before it hit the Pentagon. So I just imagine what, you know, people in my area saw. Did anybody see that, you know, low flying plane at that point? Um, you know, and what was it like? But the fact that it was so close to mm -hmm. both of us, that we were so close to those regions is pretty incredible. But yeah, the weather is one thing most people talk about that day. Yeah. The weather and the fact that we were able to be united. So mm -hmm. we figured on this 20th anniversary, we do a special podcast for everyone and in memory of those lives lost. And I'm thankful for all the firefighters, mm. the first responders, the doctors, everyone that worked so hard that day, the 911 operators, um, our parents that probably did the best they could to shield us from mm. you know, potential worries and stuff like that that could you know, get to us as well. So, so many heroes that day. Mm -hmm. And let's hope nothing like that ever happens again, right? Yep. So.
Anything else you want to add to this podcast? You know, my thoughts with everybody that were directly impacted by this event. I know that anniversaries like this can be a difficult one. And that, you know, we all just treat each other with kindness, Mm -hmm. especially after difficult times like that. And, you know, just wishing everybody um, well wishes. Yeah. All right, guys, let's come together. We can do this as a country. Thanks so much for listening to this special edition of our podcast on the 9-11 anniversary. We will be back next Wednesday for more of a traditional weather eyes. Um, Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next week.